Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a winning episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm joined by my friend and my co-host, Alex. 31-19, the Giants get their third win of the season, and it's an exciting one. It's a game where the hometown hero and the Don Bosco, former Don Bosco football player, Tommy DeVito, throws three touchdowns, and that I think is like the first time uh, a New York Giant in his second NFL start was able to throw that many touchdowns. Went 18 for 26, no interceptions today. And the biggest thing was the Giants offense and Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, whoever was in the offensive game plan for this week, let the guy throw the ball. All he kept on saying was he doesn't have the throw power, he doesn't have the ability to serve as a quarterback in this league and for this Giants team. And yes, it was against a poor offense that Washington has, and I don't think he'll be able to pull that off against other teams in the season. But Alex, we said it was these two games against Washington this week and the Patriots next week that if there were games the New York Giants teams were going to win or this New York Giants team was going to beat, it would be these two teams. So they get one of those two this week, and we'll see if they beat the Patriots next week. But I want to get your initial reactions and how you're taking in this win, whether it's a positive or negative. I remember on the preview episode, you were saying how you won't be upset if the team wins. You're hoping they do win. So now they have won. What is your reaction? Are you happy about the win? They've won. I'm happy. Um, you know, I, not much more you can say than that. But if you have six, if your defense creates six turnovers to zero turnovers, you better damn well win. Uh, let's just say that the fact that it was close at the end is actually quite concerning. I know everyone's super excited. Like, how did we win? But six turnovers to zero. Six to zero turnovers. They turned the ball over six times. That's unprecedented in today's National Football League. Uh, and the Giants did not turn the ball over. 
And that was the main difference of today's game. And to be honest, if the Giants only were able to turn the ball over uh, four times or three times, they probably wouldn't have won this game. And I think it's as simple as that because this defense came up really, really big um, when it mattered most, especially at the end uh, on that final drive. Obviously, Isaiah Simmons bringing it back for the pick six when he really could have just sat down, but that's a different discussion for a different time. Um, And, you know, overall, this defensive line just wrecked that uh, Washington Commanders defensive line. Both defensive lines uh, in this game were dominant. I believe they had nine sacks each. I'm going to have to look it up again, but I know the Commanders definitely had nine sacks, but I believe the Giants had somewhere close, maybe with seven or eight. Um, I'll pull that up in a little bit, but yeah, the defensive lines were ferocious. They were dominant, uh, and that was the story of today's game. Whose defensive line could get after the quarterback? Whose could stop the run? The Giants uh, at halftime had zero rushing yards uh, compared to the Commanders' 120-something. Um, I think that stat obviously changed a bit toward the end with Saquon ripping off a couple of big runs uh, in the third and fourth quarter, but um, overall, the Giants' run game was almost non-existent. Their passing game, uh, obviously, was able to make up for that at times with Tommy DeVito slinging it around a little bit, um, but this win obviously falls on the defense and their ability uh, to create turnovers, uh, special teams, their ability to create turnovers. Um, so overall, just a important important win confidence booster for those guys who have really worked so hard all season, specifically talking about the guys up front, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, um, Jahad Ward, all those guys who really have been, you know, big key contributors all season, but haven't really been rewarded uh, for their contributions. And I think today was kind of a day to really take that on and, uh, you know, make sure there's some positive recognition going to those guys. So overall, really happy. And, um, you know, obviously it doesn't mean much in terms of the season whatsoever, but uh, good always to see our Giants get a good win. Alex, I don't know what game you were watching on the Giants defensive end. They only had four sacks, uh, nowhere close to nine, but that's okay. You know, maybe you thought they were just pressuring the quarterback. I'm, a lot. I'm making up. I'm watching different. I was so excited, Josh. We finally won a game. I was like, <laughs> if we won a game and our offense is so bad, our defense must have had 20 sacks because that's the only way we could have won uh, well, in previous weeks. <laughs> the reason that the Giants did win was, like you said, six takeaways. And, and also, I want to keep saying, because we'll start with the offense right now. Tommy DeVito was a very effective quarterback today. Again, throwing 18 for 26, 246 yards. That's nine and a half yards per throw and three touchdowns. I do also want to say, though, that that second touchdown, the first one was a really nice throw, I believe, to Saquon Barkley uh, on the route on our near sideline or, you know, the, the Fox broadcast near sideline. And that was a very nice dot by Danny, Danny, Tommy DeVito, thinking of the actor. Uh, and then the second touchdown that was more of a play by Darius Slayton. Obviously, the throw was a very nice pinpoint throw by Tommy DeVito, but Slayton making the extra effort getting past defenders and getting into the end zone for the touchdown. Uh, I think I credit that touchdown to now injured Darius Slayton, which, by the way, another game and more injuries that just happened to occur. It is what it is. Hopefully, um, Slayton is okay. I believe it was, what was it, like a hand or shoulder injury, something like that. So that happened there. We move on also on the offensive side. Alex, you already touched on it. Saquon Barkley in this Giants rushing game was non-existent throughout first three quarters of this game. It was in the fourth uh, fourth quarter, excuse me, that Saquon Barkley started to become elusive. Ended it with 14 carries for 83 yards. I believe all of those 83 yards came in the fourth quarter. And a couple of them, Saquon Barkley led that drive. 
to get that Giants team to their third touchdown of the game. Had a very big 20-plus yard run in the beginning of the drive, I think either the first or second play, and then capped it off with the uh, like a third and goal touchdown from the five-yard line to cap off that drive. That was all Saquon Barkley. So credit to him for that uh, you know attempt, and, and that definitely helped the Giants to this victory. But like you said, Alex, if you're going to have that tremendous amount of takeaways, six takeaways in this game, the final score is 31-19. That's a little deceiving because the final takeaway was a pick six from Isaiah Simmons. If he gets that six takeaway and just kneels down, the team only wins this game by a touchdown margin. 24-19. That's it. With six takeaways more than the commander's team that we've played today. Or that the Giants played today. Whatever. We're part of the team. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> and um, that's just inexcusable. And... Um, I guess Alex, if you have, do you, if you want to talk about the receivers now, because uh, I guess that's where I'm at. Slayton four catches, 82 yards, a touchdown. Barkley in the receiving end four catches, 57 yards, a touch, uh, two touchdowns. Excuse me. Bellinger, Wandale, both having three catches uh, for over 35 yards. Hodgins two catches, 22 yards, um, and then Hyde and Shepard each had a catch in this game. I think today's game was a good representation of kind of our expectations of what this receiving course should be able to do. Uh, you know, we're not going to have one guy like a, a Stefan Diggs or even a Terry McLaurin. That's a great example from the player that uh, we played today that is going to rack up seven, eight, nine catches, maybe more double-digit catches, uh, double-digit targets. That's just not going to happen with the caliber receiver we have on this roster. But Darius Slayton, he should be at that level almost each and every game. And he, you know, he definitely showed up today. Wandale had his bright spots. Of course, we're really hoping for a lot more from him, uh, hopefully with some more elite uh, quarterback play going forward. Uh, that would be, uh, you know, hopeful that it would come to fruition, I could say. Um, you know, Jalen Hyatt was quiet, like you mentioned. Bellinger uh, had decent impact on plays uh, on certain third down situations or whatever it may be. So overall, not super excited, but not super displeased with uh, how the Giants operated here on offense. And um, the offensive line held up not well. Obviously, nine sacks is not good. I think some of those were definitely coverage sacks in the sense that, uh, you know, obviously players were not open. And Tommy DeVito, he definitely has an issue where he does not seem willing to pull the trigger uh, on anything that isn't wide open. Uh, we really see him really struggle um, unless, of course, say he's scrambling for his life and then he will pull the trigger. Um, but if he is, you know, kind of in a somewhat clean pocket to begin with, and he sees someone, um, you know, who's maybe a little bit open or has a step on a guy. He just doesn't seem to throw it. Um, obviously, we saw Saquon Barkley a couple of those plays to him that he was kind of scrambling to the right, and it's like, oh, you know, oh crap, I'm about to get sacked. Let me throw it. Um, and then that's when we see some of those bigger plays uh, from Tommy DeVito and Saquon Barkley. So overall. I think the sack number isn't completely on the offensive line, but they definitely did not have a great day today um, either. And and I think that pretty much recaps the offense. I mean, 21 points, but they were set up in a lot of very nice field positions. Let's just say that they, I believe most of their drives uh, started in opposition territory uh, past the 50-yard line. So um, definitely you know, easier setup for them. But that that's really what we needed this defense to do, right? You got Tommy DeVito at quarterback. You've got a lot of players injured on that offense, and you need the defense to step up, put them in position. Uh, and they were to, able to execute on a good amount of those uh, positive positions that they were put in. So overall, positive from that standpoint. 
And Tommy DeVito, remind you, let's just talk about this, a, a practice squad player, an undrafted player, a player that transferred from Syracuse and, and ended up playing uh, his time. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember the school that he transferred to. Illinois. Illinois, thank you. Uh, and he is not an NFL starting quarterback. So when you're not an NFL starting caliber quarterback, Alex, you're going to have those times where you're probably very hesitant to throw to players that are not wide open because you know how good the NFL is. And if that throw is not good, that player uh, is, you know, that defender that's right on the, uh, you know, who's one-on-one with the wide receiver or running back or tight end is going to make that interception. And I'm sure that's running through DeVito's mind. And he also doesn't want to get in a bad headspace with Giants coaches. And I know there's no chip on his shoulder. And I know this guy's he has no pressure on him because everyone just says that same thing that I'm saying is he's not meant to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's meant to be on a practice squad of a team or maybe just a free agent in the NFL in general. But he's on this team, and he really proved today how good he can be. And I think the main thing that we can say here is if some way, somehow in the future, Tommy DeVito does become a starting quarterback in this league, it all comes with time. And it all comes with time starting. So this is actually very important to, I think, his career. Um, and I'm sure he's very appreciative uh, of the opportunity. And I think the more times he stands in that pocket as a quarterback and scrambles outside, he'll find that he has the ability to make those throws to those receivers that are maybe tightly covered uh, and put them in a place in front of the receiver to where they can run up and catch the ball. Uh, and I think in terms of that comment you made, Alex, that's like what I would respond about there. We're going to talk about this Giants defense and the six takeaways that they did have in this game right after a break. Stay tuned. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice 
the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, back now on the Giant Take podcast to talk about the four sacks. Again, four sacks, not nine, Alex, that this Giants defense had. Two of them coming. I don't know where I, you know, Josh, I don't know where that came from. I was just, I swear I read somewhere that it said nine for both teams, and I don't know what it was, and I just, like, thought it was truth, and it turned out it wasn't. But they did get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, so I wasn't wrong about that. And some uh, one person, uh, whoa, I'm stumbling with my words today. One person specifically that had a lot of those pressures was Kayvon Thibodeau. Another big day for him today. Two sacks from the quarterback, including a proposal at the end of one of his sacks. I have no idea what that was about, Alex. I don't know if you saw that extracurricular dance celebration. It wasn't really a dancing celebration at all. Finished his sack on Sam Howell, then started crawling did a love symbol in the air of a heart and then went down on one knee and did a proposal with opening the ring. I, I, I hope he explains that post game. If he talked to the press or there is a tweet about it, explaining what's going on. I had no idea, but good for him, I guess, whoever he proposed to maybe the, the field itself. I don't know. He loves playing on the field. He expresses love of it. And he expresses love of being able to sack quarterbacks is like I said, two sacks on the day. I believe that puts him over nine sacks on the season. He also had a pass deflection in this game as well. And Dexter Lawrence did his thing too. Uh, the big boy in the middle had one sack, one tackle for loss and two pass deflections for Dexter Lawrence. Maybe you saw pass deflections. Alex was one of the big ones because this team in total had a day with eight Com- uh, combined pass deflection as pass deflections as a team, um, and obviously the six takeaways is another thing. The biggest one I would say, and mo- the most athletic one, being Isaiah Simmons's interception at the end of the game. To look back and kind of reach back, I felt like a uh, over the shoulder catch that a wide receiver would make for that interception by Simmons. So great job by him. The Holmes pick just seemed like a terrible throw by Sam Howell, which it was. And then Nick McLeod's pick, I can't seem to remember off the top of my head. Um, but he also had an That was the first pick of the game, a deep shot by Howell to John Dotson, I want to say. Jahan Dotson, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, would, I would still say Isaiah Simmons was the most athletic catch of the day when it comes to interceptions. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, McLeod's pick was actually pretty impressive, too, because it kind of like was coming over the back of his head. So I thought that was a good one as well. Um, I want to touch on Thibodeau. He's at 10 and a half sacks now for the season. So he's cracked that 10 sack mark. Uh, He's on pace. I want to say, let's see, 10 and a half through 11 games. We got six more games to go on pace for 16 ish sacks. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong there, Josh. I don't know. I'm just doing some quick math and not very good at that. So We'll have to wait and see if that's correct, but um, he's doing really, really well this season, and I know a lot of people were mad at him to start the year because they were like, he's not living up to his potential, second year jump is just not there, and the second year jump very much is there. Um, You may not like his antics off the field or in the press or whatever it may be, um, but he is certainly a very, very good player on the football field, Um, and he just ate Charles Leno for lunch today. Um, and he was completely bamboozled at all points, whether it was in the run game, uh, in the pass game, 
you know, even sitting on the sidelines, I think Charles Leno was shaking uh, seeing Kayvon Thibodeau on the other side of the field. So overall, he was a monster today. Dexter Lawrence was great as always. Uh, Ashawn Robinson had a really big fourth down stop, uh, which I think is the first big play we've seen him make uh, on this Giants defense. Um, Ojalari had a relatively solid game. And uh, overall, that defensive line just had a really, really fun day. And, and on the back end, McLeod, I thought, played well. Banks had a pretty good day again. McKinney finally showed up again, which was really nice to see. He had that fumble recovery. Um, so overall, really happy with that, especially after his comments uh, a couple weeks back about the, the captains and them not believing in the project or whatever it may be. And so overall, from back to front, uh, some really good play. Uh, and obviously, they held this pretty high-powered commander's offense, right? You have to keep in mind, Sam Howell has the most passing yards in the league. Uh, he has the most completions in the National Football League as well. So uh, when it comes to passing the ball and scoring points, the commanders are right up there uh, despite their poor offensive line, and uh, they were able to hold them to only 19 points. So overall impressive and a good day for this Giants defense. And you, like we talked about for the first 5-10 minutes of this episode, uh, the turnovers were absolutely key on defense and special teams. Alex, do you remember what you said it was? The the expected uh, sacks that Kevon Thibodeau would have. I guess it's sixteen. Regular. Yeah, sixteen and a half. So look at that math. Look at that math. Not only did I find the expected sack totals for Kevon this season, but I also found a comment that he let Chris uh, Charles Leno, excuse me, know about at halftime. Kevon Thibodeau said, "Do you know about this, Alex?" Did you, did you hear about this? No, All right, so this is new to Alex and probably not new to listeners or watchers because you're watching it the following day. But Kayvon Thibodeau said he told Commander's left tackle Charles Leno, thank you, before halftime. And in response, uh, Leno said, for what? Thibodeau responded, for giving me the 10 sacks later today. Thibodeau had two sacks in the second half to give him 10.5 for the season. First player with 10-plus sacks in Wink Martindale's sixth season as a defensive coordinator. The last Giant to have more than 10 sacks in a season was, Alex, any guesses? Leonard Williams, right? Leonard Williams back in 2020. Very nice answer. Giants trivia for Alex, not expecting it, but comes out with the... uh, One for one. One for one. Um, Ooh, okay. You know what? Let's see if you can make it two for two. Alex... The last player, okay, wait, let me let me see if I can pull this up again. I know who the player is, but I want to make sure I get the exact uh, numbers correctly. But Kayvon Thibodeau is on pace to break, I believe, yes, okay. Kayvon Thibodeau now, Kayvon Thibodeau has 10 and a half sacks through 11 weeks of the season. First at double digits since 2020, Leonard Williams. This is from Kid Blue, by the way, so I'll give him a shout-out here. In his second year, he's currently on pace to break Blank's sophomore sack record of 16 and a half. Who is the player who had It's 16... got to be someone before I was watching, but I'm going to guess straight nope. No, 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 no. It was when you were watching. You very much know this player. You grew up with this player. And Justin this Tuck? player... Had, it is not Justin Tuck. Very good guess. So that's probably would have been my first guess. Had four and a half sacks as a rookie. Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau, excuse me, had four as a rookie. So they're they're pretty much uh, on the same pace here. If you need a hint, I can give it to you. Give me a small hint. Okay. His number, well, is it is it a hint saying? Yeah, he, he had a very high number. 
if you remember. I know you know numbers well, so that's 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 a good for anyone listening. You're like, what kind of hint is that? But Alex is a very big number to name guy. So if I tell him that the Giants defensive player had a high number, like it wasn't like a number five, like Kayvon. It was in, it was in the nineties. Yeah, but every defensive player back then had a high number. To be fair, it's not like today. Um, honestly, I'm only good with the recent numbers because of training camp. Okay, I can give oh, you another hint. Give me one more. Do you want a like a like? I don't want to give it away because there's like a clear hint I could do. All right, give me a decent hint. Okay, I can give you the player's age right now. If, okay. So you can kind of take that into consideration. Right, how old the is player he right is now? currently 34 years old. He's 34. He is not part of an NFL team anymore, although he did play for more than one team in his tenure in the NFL. He played for really two teams, but a third team to end his career. He played four games for that team. Or actually, what, no, two, he played te- what two teams? What's the other team besides the Giants? The second team before the Ravens in his final season in 2022, he played for Tampa Bay Buccaneers from oh. JPT? 2018 to 2021. Give me the name again. JPP. In his second year, Kayvon Thibodeau is currently on pace to break Jason Pierre-Paul's sophomore sack record. I can't of bl- I'm so mad at and a half that. sacks. Yeah, I think I think Justin Tuck would have been my first guess too, and I think if I really like, I honestly can't speak for myself because like you didn't ask me the question, but I think I would have said JPP second. I I, I think I have confidence in my ability for that. I don't know who I, I didn't even say anyone second. I was just confused after you, you said, said that you said Strahan. Oh, I said Strahan. Yeah, yeah. You said Strahan, and then I was like, no, no, no. We you watch, and then you were like Tuck. Yeah. All right, but anyway, so that would be pretty fun. Put himself in the Giants record books a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. Always good. And, uh, you know, with that being said, again, this game really comes down to two things. We talked about it throughout this entire episode. Tommy DeVito actually having a quality start in the NFL, which is great to see from him. Hopefully he improves on that as we will not have Tyrod Taylor again next week. And then past that point, when your defense plays another quality performance and has six, six takeaways, that is how you're going to get victories. However, they only won by 11 points. And if Isaiah Simmons didn't take that all the way to the house, it would have been a touchdown worth of a win of what uh, seven points. So, no, not even six. Five. <laughs> Keep going. Four, three. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Hit that subscribe button down below. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And... Our social media channels at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Alex on Twitter at Inorian23. I'm on Twitter at JoshSolo29. Thank you so much. Alex is going to say the same thing again, so I'll let him do that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope everyone had a great weekend, a great Giants win here, and hopefully they can continue that streak uh, against the Patriots, which we'll preview uh, on Friday, I guess, later in the week. Uh, and we'll see you then to talk about it go giants finally a win let's go peace